0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Dinging Corners, a Slab Stocks Baseball Podcast. I'm your host Nate, and today we were going to talk about the NL Rookie of the Year candidates, but the Red Sox and the Dodgers put a and the Twins put a uh, wrench into those plans. So instead, we're going to talk about the big trade that happened over the weekend. Started last week, took a while to finish. But it's officially finished. And we're gonna talk about that trade. So for those of you that don't know or need a refresher, the trade happened in two parts. The original trade was gonna be Mookie Betts, David Price for Alex Verdugo and uh Brew Star So the Mookie Betts and David Price go to the Dodgers. Alex Verdugo and Brew Star go to the Red Sox and the Twins for Bruce Star get Kenta Maeda. Uh that did not happen. Uh, at all, really. I mean, parts of it happened, but not the rest of it. Uh, the Red Sox apparently had some misgivings about Brewstar's medicals, which makes sense. They didn't think he'd hold up as a uh, starter, and uh, neither did the Twins, who were pitching him out of the bullpen, so it wasn't really knowledge that wasn't known to anybody before that point, so I don't know what happened there. Chain Bloom's a smart guy. He came from the Rays, this was his first big trade. I'm not really sure what happened there. But they went back to the drawing board because they wanted more pieces. And so the trade ended up being in two parts. The first part of the trade was the Dodgers Red Sox, and that was Mookie Betts and David Price, and $48 million of David Price's $96 million owed over the next three years to the Dodgers. The Red Sox received Alex Verdugo, which was part of the original plan, Jeter Downs, which was not, and this is Jeter Downs' second time being traded. He got traded to the Dodgers last offseason from the Reds for, in that Yasiel Puig, um, Yasiel Puig, a uh, couple other guys that are, I'm blanking on right now, and then Connor Wong, which is Colton Wong's brother, uh, second baseman for the uh, Cardinals. And so that was trade one, and then trade two was Dodgers and Twins. And the Dodgers still received Star Graterol for Kenta Maeda, But then the Dodgers also got Luke Rally, R-A-L-E-Y, uh, who they had previously traded away in the Brian Dozier trade, so they got him back. And then they also received Minnesota's competitive balance pick uh, in round B, which was 67th overall. And then the Twins received Kenta Maeda, like we said, and $10 million in salary. So, essentially, the Dodgers continued the original deal, the Kent made it for Brewstar, but got Luke Raleigh, who's uh, He did well last year, but he strikes out a ton and is probably a fringe fourth outfielder. You know, nothing too spectacular from him. And a pick for $10 million. So, it's probably a little bit of a high price to pay, but we'll get into which side I like in a little bit. So that's the whole trade. Kent Meda, gone. gone. Brewstar in. Mookie Betts in. David Price in. $48 million in, but then $10 million out for the Dodgers. And Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, Connor Wong to the Red Sox. And then on top of that, the reported trade of Ross Stripling and um, Jock Peterson Did not happen because the Angels owner, Art Moreno, did not like how long it took for the trade to happen. So he pulled the trade off the table for Jock and Ross. Um, So we'll see what happens with those two guys. Obviously, the Dodgers now have Mookie Betts and Chris Taylor and Cody Bellinger and uh, A.J. Pollock in their outfield. Um, I feel like there's somebody else in there that I'm not mentioning. And they've got a very packed rotation, you know, with David Price addition. Kent Amater's gone, but David Price is there, and Ross Stripling already didn't have a space. So these guys will probably get traded. It'd be a little weird if they didn't get traded. And uh, you go into the season knowing you were going to be traded, and then you're still on the same team. So I imagine they still get traded to somebody. There's a number of teams that could use an outfielder. Uh, center fielder specifically, you know, a team like the Indians could use Jock Peterson. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, But that trade with the Angels has fallen through. So let's get to the trades themselves. I'm going to cover the Twins and the Dodgers first because I have a lot more thoughts on that one. So the Twins part of the trade receiving Kent Ameda for Brewstar Gradle. Obviously Brewstar is a top prospect. He ranked 65th overall on the updated version of Fangraphs. the 2019 updated version, the end of the year report, he ranked 65th overall. We'll see where he ranks in their uh, 2020 season preview top hundred. But he was 65th overall. Luke Rally is a you know 40 future value, big raw power, um, good fielding, good throwing uh, prospect that has uh, no real feel for hitting. Uh, struck out 30% of the time in AAA last year, walked 5% of the time. You know, those are not great numbers. You'd like to be a little bit higher on the walk department if you're going to strike out that much. 5.1% is good if you're striking out like 22%, but he struck out 30%. Uh, So, you know, he's going to be, if he makes the majors, you know, maybe the Dodgers work their magic and turn him into a very f- valuable player, but if he makes the majors, he's probably a fourth outfielder, so we don't really need to talk about him. Uh, but we will talk about Bruce Star and Cantameda. Now I understand why the twins made this trade. Cantameda is a if he plays up to his level, he's probably a you know mid rotation arm, number three. Uh, gets a decent amount of strikeouts, has been running a more than a strikeout per inning. The last three years in the majors He's keeping his walks under three per nine innings. Um, 2.99 last year per nine. Uh, ERA was a little high last year at 404, but that's not too bad. You know, he's probably going to be a high three guy, which is fine for a number three, better if you're a number four. But, you know, a very solid pitcher. The problem with Kent Maeda is his contract, and he is owed $3 million. Plus $125,000 signing bonus, and so you're looking at uh, $3,125,000. And then he gets a million dollars for a trade assignment bonus. So if he gets traded, he gets a million bucks additionally. So the Twins are going to be paying him uh, $4.125 million this year. But then he has inning pitch bonuses, so he gets $250,000. If he hits 90 innings and then gets another 250,000 if he hits 100, and then 110, 120, 130, 140, all the way up to 200. So if you're keeping track, that is an extra three million bucks or thereabout. Yeah, three million bucks right there. So if he hits 200 innings, and I don't know if he will, but <coughs> say he hits, you know, 160 innings in the year. You're looking at an extra two million dollars. So his 4.25 or 4.125 goes up to 6.125, and then he's got game started bonuses. So if he starts 15 games, he gets a million dollars. He'll if he doesn't start 15 games, the Twins overpaid for Kentamaeda because he needs to be starting games for them for the price they gave up. So you're looking at a million dollar bonus for 15 and a million dollar bonus for 20. He's definitely going to hit those. So all of a sudden you're looking, going from 6.125 to 8.125. So now that excess value is gone because he's an $8.5 million starter. And then he gets $1.5 million for hitting 25, 30, and 32 starts. So if he hits those, you're looking at extra $4.25 million, And all of a sudden you're looking at a $13 million guy. Um, and then opening day roster bonus is 150,000, you tack 150,000 on top of that because he's going to be on there unless he gets injured in spring training. So, in all likelihood, this $3 million contract is actually going to be 10 million, somewhere around there probably. Um which takes away the excess value that he would be have if he was just a $3 million a year guy. So, that's one thing kentamata not as cheap as it seems number two i don't like this deal because i would rather have brewstar uh, Bruce Star obviously has a really good fastball can get up to 102 has a really good slider uh, command is a little iffy right now but you know you give him a little bit more time in AAA. he only pitched five innings and the twins called him up to to the majors to pitch in their bullpen you give him more time in AAA, you let him figure it out He's got some nasty stuff. If he can get a command, he could be incredible. You know, if his changeup doesn't come along, he's only a three-pitch pitcher. If his changeup doesn't come along and he's a two-pitch pitcher, you know, it's hard to go deep into games with just a fastball and a slider. But he could be an absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing relief pitcher with a 60, Fangraphs gives him a 65 future fastball, 60 slider, 50 command. If that command can get to 50 or bump up, and the fastball and the slider play like that, he's a great reliever. So I'd rather have, you know, if he was Josh Hader level or a step below, I'd rather have that than a 3-4, three, 3 less likely, a 4 more likely starting pitcher in Kent Ameda for, you know, $10 million a year, even if they do get him through 2023. And then on top of Brewstar leaving... You've got Minnesota's competitive balance pick, 67th overall. I love draft picks. I hate trading them away. You can only trade the competitive balance picks, for those of you that didn't know that. Those are the only ones um, that are allowed to be traded. And so that's how the Twins were able to trade the 67th overall pick to sweeten this pot a little bit for the Dodgers. I don't like trading picks away. I'd rather get that guy into my system and see what I can do. Especially the Twins lately have been very good at developing hitters but uh you know it's a, it's water under the bridge now you can't go back so the Brewster, star luke riley and competitive balance pick for kentmeida and 10 million dollars cash seems like a overpay for the twins who are a good offensive team bullpen still needs help starting rotation got help with kentmeida but is kentmeida enough to put them over the top of the twin, uh, yankees and the dodgers you know probably not so i don't know tough to say as for brewstar we got some prices here and i like the trade from a from a investment standpoint i like the trade the twins are a good team for developing players but the dodgers are better and you just got brewstar moving from the twins to the Dodgers and the Dodgers have developed, you know, your Dustin Mays and your Tony Gonslins uh just last year. Um, your Walker Bueller bef- Walker Bueller before that, Julio Urias before that. And so they've been really good at developing pitchers in the uh last six, seven years or so. And I expect Bruce Starr to be no different. Right now his a refractor just sold today. Um, at 7 o'clock this morning for $29 a base sold for 20 yesterday or 24 so $5 difference between the with shipping for the refractor to the base Um, we had a purple uh, PSA 10 base sold yesterday for 65 we had a purple sell for 34 so that's another $5 up from the base to the refractor and $5 up from the refractor to the purple um, $10 difference between the base and the purple. For that, I'd definitely buy the purple. Um, you know, if you can find those prices. But uh, oh, we had a uh, orange actually sell for 230. You know, those prices seem pretty low. 20 bucks, 24 bucks for a pitcher that the Dodgers could definitely harness and make explode. You know, I'd take a gamble on that. I already liked Brewstar. and now you're getting him for. You know, his prices went up a little bit. Presumably, I believe they were around $20 a base when we were looking earlier in the off season. I cannot confirm that right now, obviously. But uh, they were around $20 a base earlier in the off season, and now they've gone up a little bit. He's probably worth worth a, a buy or two. You know, sometimes the Dodgers system is weird where they have so many guys, people kind of get lost in the shuffle. But I like this move for Brewstar. Brewster, Gretel is the only guy I like this trade for for from a value-wise in a move. And I guess Mookie Betts, but we'll get to that. So then we'll talk about trade number one now, and that was obviously Mookie and David Price and $48 million for Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, and Connor Wong. We'll start with Connor Wong because he is the lesser of all the guys here. And we're not going to cover David Price. David Price is what he is right now. Um, high price vet that, you know, three years and $16 million a year for the Dodgers to have David Price be their fifth guy, that's a good deal. You know what you're going to get out of David Price at this point. Maybe if he figures something out, has a late career resurgence like Justin Verlander, he could be really, really good at $16 million, But otherwise, he is a back-of-the-line guy right now that can't stay healthy. But when he is healthy, we'll pitch you you know, probably a high three, low four ERA, uh, which is fine out of your fifth starter, uh, and the Dodgers have the money to be able to pay that and hope for some upside. So let's talk about Connor Wong. Connor Wong is a catching prospect for the, well, was for the Dodgers, is now for the Red Sox. He, <coughs> excuse me, he is interesting in the case that he can play catcher and should be an average-ish catcher and can play around the infield, uh, has played some second, has played some third. I'm sure if they wanted him to, he could spot out in the right or left field. Uh, There's a ton of value in that. Catcher that can play multiple positions. You can have him be a utility player that can slot in at catcher. You can have him be you know, kind of like Austin Barnes. That way you can have three catchers on your team while having one guy that can play also second, third, you know corner outfield spots uh, first base in a pinch type of thing Can't probably, probably won't play shortstop or center field but there's huge value in being able to move around outside of the value defensively his bat he's got some pop he hit 24 home runs last year uh, between high A and double A but he struck out 30.8% of the time in high A 30.7% of the time in double A and walked around 7% of the time in both stops um, the bat is scary you know he's got some pop he's a good defender and he can move around but that hit tool is terrible uh, 30.7 strikeout percent in high A is bad you know he hit 245, 306, 507 which uh, in 8.13 OPS is nice it was 18% better than league average but you're going to expect these numbers to go down as he's getting against uh, better and better or hitting against better and better competition, so Connor Wong, he is probably in my mind a utility player at most. Will never be a starting catcher. Probably will never be a starting second baseman, third baseman, first baseman, unless he somehow figures out how to get that hit tool up. And if the Dodgers couldn't figure it out for him, I don't expect the Red Sox to. Even though they've they've definitely had their fair share of really nice players, Sander Bogarts, Rafael Devers. Obviously, Mookie bets over the last uh, five, six years. As for Connor Wong's prices, we've got uh, uh, people paying uh, yesterday a 70th anniversary blue auto, you know, the, the 70 out of 70. BGS 9.5 went for $90. A refractor BGS 9 went for $35. People are popping by it now as a, But uh just yesterday. Yesterday one, two, three, four, five Connor Wong cards sold. Somebody popped a blue BGS nine five for one fifty, popped a purple PSA ten for one hundred, and popped a refractor nine five for seventy five. You know, I wouldn't be investing your money in Connor Wong. The people that are buying him are either Connor Wong fans or Red Sox fans and just wanted it. But Connor Wong is definitely not an investment unless the Red Sox somehow can unlock what right now looks like a bench bat at best. Moving on, let's talk about Jeter Downs a little bit. We talked about Jeter Downs in the podcast a couple weeks ago when we talked about the MLB top 100 prospect list. You know, what's interesting with him is that this trade, while I don't love it because the Dodgers are the Dodgers and they're incredible, and you have now him going to the Red Sox, who just, the Red Sox are a historic team, amazing team, but they're just not the Dodgers, and now he's on his second team in, or third team in three years, or two years, he was drafted by the Reds, traded from the Reds to the Dodgers, traded from the Dodgers to the Red Sox, that's a little bit of a red flag, not too much, maybe teams just really like him, but, uh, He was in a position that was weird with the Dodgers because you had Corey Seager playing shortstop, and he's a shortstop by trade, but will probably play second base because he probably just doesn't have the range for shortstop. So, a shortstop by trade that can't play shortstop because Corey Seager's there. And he can't play second because Gavin Lux is there. Now, he could play second if down the line, Corey Seager got moved, and Gavin Lux got put at short, and then he gets put at second but otherwise he was blocked for the time being uh, with no real chance of playing at one of his main two positions. Now you move over to the Red Sox and he is blocked because they got Xander Bogarts and um, he's not playing at third because they got Rafael Devers but second base is open uh, for inevitably when Dustin Pedroia retires they will have second base open and he's got time he just Played his first cup of tea in double-A last year. So he's got some time. Uh, it's probably going to be up, not this year, but next year at some point. So Jeter Downs has some time. He's in a better position playing time-wise than he was in L.A. And this is pretty good value, extra value the Red Sox got. While Brewstar is nice, give me the position player every single day. And so instead of Alex Verdugo and Star Gratterall, they got Alex Verdugo and Jeter Downs. I'll take that. I like that better than getting Brewster. Um, just from a overall value standpoint, Brewster is the higher rated prospect, but Jeter Downs is definitely probably the more valuable prospect long term if he continues to hit like he did last year. And last year he hit 269, 354, 507 in High A. Which was good for a 134 OPS+, plus, which is 34% or WRC+, plus, which is 34% better than league average, and he had 11% walk rate and a 20% K rate, and then a Double A, only 12 games, so take this with a grain of salt, but he had a 10% walk rate, 18% K rate, and hit 333, 429, 688, which was 107% better than league average uh, for WRC+. Plus. So he had a great year last year. If he can continue to hit like that, over AA and AAA, you're looking at a guy that should be ready to go and will take probably the second base spot in the Red Sox system and will also increase his value from what the Red Sox got. Right now he's not ranked uh, in the Fangraphs report yet, though they haven't come, come out with it. But when they do, you know he might be. And if he isn't and hits well, he will be a top 100 prospect, at which point, if they didn't want to play him, they can trade him for more than they got him for, right? So as for prices for Jeter Downs, they, so many cards got popped. We got a blue uh, out of 150, auto, PSA 10, popped for 500. We got a gold, 9.5, uh, sold for 1,000, just looking at you know, buy nows that aren't crossed off, buy now best offer. Uh, a base PSA 10 sold for 200 A base non-graded sold for 70 And then we had just a ton of cards being sold yesterday. Um, outrageous. You know, we got announced yesterday as being part of the trade. And I am a ways into this list, and it's got to be like 20 Twenty-ish cards sold in the last day and a half um, of Jeter Downs after he got traded from the Dodgers to the Red Sox. Again, I don't love the move from the Red Sox to the Red Sox. It's a it's a smaller market. Dodgers are like the biggest Yankees, and then probably the Dodgers. One of those two, in some order, are the biggest two markets in baseball. So you move anywhere you move out of there is a step down uh, value wise. But he has a step up in. Potential playing time opportunities in front of him, which is nice. Uh, I'm not ready to anoint Jeter Downs as spectacular or anything just yet. He did really well in his AA cup of tea, but I would like to see another year out of him. Um, There's nothing that uh, that jumps off the page that screams uh, that I shouldn't trust him. Just his ISO jumped up a ton. His isolated power jumped up a ton last year, and I'm not ready to think that that is you know going to stay until i see it a second time so jeter downs people are paying outrageous prices five hundred dollars for a blue psa 10 i don't know if i want to pay that a thousand dollars for a gold nine five i don't know if i want to pay that either you know this is a lot of money for a guy that just went to the wrong team in a trade you'd rather him stay with the dodgers in a situation like this let me see if I can find some uh prices here. Yeah, so a PSA ten just last month sold for a hundred base auto sold for hundred, so one just sold for double the price of what he just went for. You know, January thirty first, one hundred nine ninety nine. January thirty first, ninety-nine ninety five, and now he's going for um way more than that. Uh, almost double we had base autos going for 34 one just went for 70 so jeter downs his prices exploded even though he went to the wrong team so i would stay away from jeter downs for the time being let the if you're buying them maybe now's the right time to sell let the hype come down and then rebuy otherwise i'm staying away from jeter downs and then lastly on our list of prospects We've got Alex Verdugo, who's not actually a prospect. He's been in the league for a year and some change. Uh, played in 2018 for the Dodgers for 37 games. Played in 2019 for the Dodgers for 106 games. Alex Verdugo is actually quite a nice prospect. Uh, quite a nice get and definitely an everyday player. He had a 7% walk rate and only a 13% K rate last year with the Dodgers. Had 12 home runs, hit 294, 342, 475. Good for a 114 WRC+. Um he is definitely where is his uh, right here so he's good for 2.8 nope just kidding he was good for 2.2 war last year on the year in 106 games um, that's a you know three three 3.5 win player over a full season which is a very nice get for the Red Sox for one year of Mookie Betts and getting off half of David Price's contract and then you add in Jeter Downs and uh Connor Wong and it's a it's a solid package. Um so not a bad get for them. He's a very interesting prospect. Obviously, we talked about his you know, he walks a lot, 7% doesn't strike out a ton, hit really well last year, didn't have an obviously high BABIP. It was 3.09, the year before that was 3.06. So it wasn't like he was getting lucky. Um, he hit for a little bit more power this year 181 the thing I'm concerned about with Alex Verdugo is that he pulls the ball 37.7% of the time hits it to center 38% of the time but only hits it opposite field 24% of the time unless he goes through and this was last year unless he goes through a swing change he's left handed and he's going to be playing in Fenway Park And for those of you that know Fenway Park, obviously they got Pesky Pole in the right field corner, which is only like 310 feet away or something like that. It's really short, but then it juts out and it goes across and it is about 380 feet in right field, which is a long way for a guy that does not have a ton of power. Uh, Fangraphs gives him a 40 game power right now, 45 in the future, but a 60 future hit tool, but he doesn't have a ton of power. Uh, Center field, there's a jut out in there that's like 420 feet away in center field. So it's a big center field, a big right field. But obviously they've got the green monster in left field, and I think that's only like 310, 315, something like that. A very short porch out there. So if you were right-handed and you had his limited power but his good hit tool, I would be excited to see what he could do, Uh, you know, peppering doubles off that wall all the time if he was pulling and right-handed peppering doubles off that wall hitting home runs but he is not he's left-handed and he has to hit it into the largest parts of that park uh, to hit home runs especially with his approach which is a pull heavy center heavy approach so that's a big concern Um, now if he can hit it into the alleys he doesn't have a ton of speed they're giving him a 40 future speed a 45 speed right now if he was a 60 speed I'd be excited about it because he'd be a double triples machine but right now he doesn't have, he's got the hit tool, but he doesn't have the speed. And he has the hit tool, but doesn't have the power for the left field. So he's a very odd, you know, or right field with, with a left-handed hitter. So he's a very odd fit uh, for that park. That being said, you know, he was a 294, 342, 475 last year in Dodger Stadium. If he can be a little worse than that, You know, slugging goes down a little bit, but maybe he compensates by walking a little bit more, you know? Maybe striking out a little bit more, walking a little bit more. I don't know. He could probably make that up. But definitely, definitely a weird park for him. But a very nice get. If you can run out, if you can run one of your guys out there that's a decent defender and hits 290, 340, 450, uh... That's a three-win player right there. And that's a nice get for the next five years for a guy like Mookie Betts who didn't want to resign and is uh, going to be owed $400 million over 10 years. You know, something like that. It's going to be ridiculous. I don't know who's paying him, but somebody's going to pay him an outrageous amount of money to go play for them. And it might be the Dodgers after this year's done, but that's a pretty good get for a guy that didn't want to be there and wanted to test free agency. As for Alex Verdugo's prices, we've got uh, not a ton of sales. One card sold yesterday, February 9th, for a refractor auto, Bowman chrome refractor auto, BGS95, sold for 200 We had one sell on the 5th, and the trade was already announced by then for $200. Um, so not, not a huge amount of sales. Uh, 360 for a blue 95 on the 5th, 200 again for a refractor on the fifth but there's just not a huge amount of sales Uh, a couple more 360s 360 bucks for some blues couple blues but I think everyone's probably on the same line of thinking here Alex Verdugo was a prospect a couple years ago lost his prospect status he has some makeup issues Uh, there's been a lot of off the field stuff that's been going around with him so, you know, that kind of turns people off as it should. And he is, you know, a good talent, but nothing spectacular. I don't expect him to just suddenly explode into a five-win player unless he moves to another park. That's not Fenway. So not huge upside. Nice player, but not huge upside. Off-the-field problems going from the Dodgers to the Red Sox. It's all just kind of combined to be a little bit of a downer. But a couple people are buying. I mean, 200 bucks for a Refractor 9.5 is not chump change, that's for sure. And then last part of this deal we want to talk about is Mookie Betts. Obviously, Mookie is unbelievably good. We all know that. Mookie last year had a quote-unquote down season, um, air quotes uh, down season. But he still hit... 295, 391, 524, which was good for a 135 WRC. He was 35% better than league average, and that was considered a down season because the season before that, he had a 185 WRC, which was 85% better. He was worth 6.6 wins above replacement, which was, again, a down season. He, you know, a seven win guy, if he plays all 162, and that's a down season, that's pretty good. But he had 10.4 wins above replacement per Fangraphs. Fangraphs wins above replacement in only 136 games the year before that. Mookie still good last year. 13.7 walk rate, 14.3 K rate. Still hit for above average isolated power at 229. Did not have a giant batting average on balls in play at 309. Um, so if that batting average on balls in play goes up a little bit, you know you should be looking at a modest increase. But I don't know if we'll ever get back to those MVP numbers. He had a 368 batting average on balls in play. Uh, that's astronomically high. That's something he was doing in like Double A, AA, but hadn't come close to matching in the majors yet. yet. And then he does that and wins the MVP. Um, but Mookie, the Dodgers should be expecting uh, really good numbers. You're still probably adding a 7-win player. Uh, to the outfield to go along with Cody Bellinger, who's another seven-win player, and all of a sudden that lineup is Mookie and Cody and Max Muncie and Justin Turner and Corey Seager and Gavin Lux and uh, I'm drawing a blank right now, uh, but the lineup is insanely good, insanely good. AJ Puck, or AJ Puck, uh, AJ Pollock, you know, so. That lineup should be amazing. Mookie should have a ton of eyes on him now. If he can lead the Dodgers to a World Series, which they haven't been to since 1988, I believe, Uh, Kirk Gibson year when he hit the walk-off home run and pumped and had a bad knee. Um, It's been 32 years or so. If he can lead the Dodgers to a World Series, he'll go down in history as you know, in Dodgers lore, and that should only help his prices. And as of right now, his Topps Chrome update from 2014, you know, they're getting popped for, i got to scroll back up here, $28, $8 for the sideways one, $120 for a PSA 10. You know, decent prices. Um... But nothing too astronomical. But if you're looking at Mookie and he can get the Dodgers a World Series championship, I'm sure those prices will go up. And then Mookie Betts, uh, Bowman Chrome Autos, the last one just got sold for $325 on bids. And $355. Let's go back to January a little bit to see prices here. Um, See if I can find one. So 325, but a PSA 10 went for 599, and a refractor out of 500 PSA 10 uh, DNA 10. So the car got a 10, and the auto got a 10. 1175. Oh, here we go. So January 7th, BG uh, BGS 95 base went for 407, and a non graded went for 325 the other day, and 355 the day before that. So prices have definitely gone up here on Mookie Betts with this trade to the Dodgers already. And if he has a great year, they're gonna keep going up. So if you got the money, you know, maybe it's time to buy a Mookie Betts card. Uh he's got the excitement behind him, he's got the team, he's got the best team on paper in baseball. He's got the ability to lead this team. You know, Cody Bellinger is there, which might take some some uh shine away from him but they haven't been able to get over the hump if they can get over the hump this year with Mookie you're probably looking at a huge increase and then if he can resign with the Dodgers uh even better so there's my recap for the for the deals there again just as a refresher it was Mookie Betts David Price and 48 million for Alex Verdugo Jeter Downs and Connor Wong and then Brewster Gretel Luke Rayleigh, and Minnesota's 67th overall pick for Kent Ameda and $10 million. Uh, I don't like the move for the Twins. I understand why they did it. They're trying to get better, but I don't think Kent Ameda puts them over the top, and I'd rather have Brewster Gradual long-term, and I'd rather have that 67th pick long-term. I like the move for the Dodgers. You get a year of Mookie Betts. You get three years at $16 million a year for David Price, and maybe you can get something out of him, and you give up Alex Verdugo. They've got plenty of outfielders. You give up Jeter Downs. They've got plenty of middle infielders. And you give up Connor Wong, who they already have. Will Smith and Kiber Ruiz and Austin Barnes. They do not need another uh, uh, catching prospect, even if he plays multiple positions. That's an easy throw-in right there. And then I like it for the Dodgers, but I also like it for the Red Sox. You know, Mookie wasn't... He wasn't resigning probably. It was going to cost a ton to resign him. The Do- the Red Sox got out of out of uh, the luxury tax with this deal, and they get Alex Verdugo, who's a nice player, probably a three win player. They get Jeter Downs, who has some upside. I'd like to see a little bit more from him before I'm comfortable investing in him, and he has a spot open for him down the line. Um, and you know he's got some big pop. And like Alex Verdugo, who is left-handed, he's right-handed, so that should play up in uh, Fenway. And then they get Connor Wong, who will probably never be a starting catcher ever. But, you know, a utility player that can catch and play second and play third and play first and play the corner outfielder spots with some pop, um, that's a pretty good get. You know, he's not going to move the needle any which way. But you need those guys on those championship rosters that can take multiple uh, innings in the field, get you an occasional home run, you know, play the hero like Steve Pierce did for the Red Sox a couple of years ago. Guys that you're not expecting to, to play the hero, Connor Wong. I wouldn't be shocked if down the line he does something like that. You need guys like that that are versatile, and they got that there. So they got the they got the sure upside of Alex Verdugo, or the the high floor of Alex Verdugo they got the ceiling of Jeter Downs, and they have the utility player in Connor Wong. I like it for one year of Mookie Betts, and you're getting off of $48 million of David Price's salary. That's not bad. If it was the first version of the trade where it was Mookie and David Price for Verdugo and Brewstar, I don't like it as much, but I like this better. And then the Dodgers also, you know, they're getting Mookie, David Price, $48 million, and Brewstar. And the 67th overall pick, and all they really did was add in 10 million and Jeter Downs. You know, Bruce Starr is a better fit for them because they got middle infielders. They get the extra pick, they can use that, and they're amazing at drafting. They don't need money. $10 million to buy a pick, and Luke Rally, uh fourth outfield type guy, you know, no big deal. So I love it from the Dodgers perspective. I like it from the Red Sox perspective, and I just really don't like it from the twins perspective i get it i get it from the twins perspective it's fine but i don't like it uh and so that's all i got for you today um next week be expecting the nl rookie of the year uh conversation unless some other giant trade happens um otherwise be expecting that hope you all understand this trade a little bit more and know where i'm coming from if you got any thoughts on it please dm me at SlabStocksNate. nate i'd love to talk about it And uh, I hope you all have a good rest of your Monday. See you next time.